is to 68 as 15 more people are confirmed to be carrying the disease. For more news, log on to myjoyonline.com. We leave you with a prayer by Archbishop. Today, as we turn from our wicked ways, as we repent, as we humble ourselves, as we pray, may God hear from heaven and forgive all of our sins, the sins and the iniquities of our fathers, our mothers, our great-grandfathers and mothers. Simple. If you say MTN Mumu, it you feel like very simple. This trip would be a genuine 200%. Top up your airtime with your MTN Mumu wallet. A one a breakthrough repair. Enjoy 200% bonus on any amount you recharge with your MTN Mumu. I'll meet three times your recharge money. <laughs> you can't believe it, Mibwa. Dial star 170 hash to top up your credit and feel the 200% essentially. Okay, for what the bra? Then jump calculation the reality. No, ah, 72 Ghana CDs are. We are here 200%. Summit top 5 Ghana, we are here 200%. Summit top 20 Ghana, we are here 200%. 200% bonus. You feel our Ghana's best network. Dial star 170 hash. Now go option 7. Now back home. Now you claim your 200% bonus. Just momo it. We there for you everywhere you go. <laughs> Terms and conditions apply. It's a new day. Are you ready to make a change? A new part into the journey away. To explore the things you never imagined. You're ahead of the race. Committed to you. A partner for life, yeah. Come on, we'll call the distance with you. Not in ordinary times, and that also means you must manage your finances well. IT developer Edmond Teteme just have a solution with his app Password Smart. People call you and they're like, I wish to save money, but uh, it's difficult. And I keep telling them that listen, the best way to keep money is to be able to have a track record of it. Because if you know where your money is coming from and where you are going or who has your money, then you can always know the value or the total quantum of money you have. And therefore, record keeping is a secret. Personal finance made easy with the Peso Smart app this Wednesday on the Joy Business Van. On certain times, call for proper planning. The Joy Business Van on radio right after the Joy Business Report at 1 o'clock this Wednesday. It is powered by Joy Business and supported by Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank. From the Camp of Liaison Legacy Productions comes the game show that presents to you what you think you know, that you don't know, but you think you know, but you don't know what you know. Continue the lyric of the song. I dash W I double L dash W E. Wait, like, am I supposed to pull the dash dash? <laughs> Confused yet?
Watch Innocent Souls compete for the chance to win various cash prizes with your most eccentric quiz master. Poisonous calamity guess who will keep. Infectious, dangerous, something, something. DJTFT, do you have it? Poisonous calamity guess who will keep. Infectious gravity straight to your grave. Polygamous entity don't fornicate. But them come and they jump on congress. They got a better for grass and they Thank you very much, DJ GLT Vasakodia. Please, what is the meaning of that? Poisonous calamity guess you will keep. Infectious gravity straight to your grave. Polygamous entity. What don't you know? Starting 21st March at 5 p.m. Joy Prime. Real entertainment. celebrate our 25th anniversary, praise and thanks must go to those who deserve it. In the beginning, God who has expanded us exceedingly and brought us to a pleasant place. Indeed, our inheritance is delightful. Psalm 16, 6. All praise, glory, and honor to Christ at work in multimedia, who causes us to accomplish exceedingly, abundantly above what we ever ask or imagine. Ephesians 3, 20. Celebrating 25 years. Hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensa Otterville. And now, today's word. I'm speaking on uh, a subject that I believe is relevant to us, and my message is titled God Has Not Given Us the Spirit of Fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear. And this is part one of the message. Fear is a very powerful force. Sometimes it is positive. It can be a very positive force and protect us from danger. Most times fear is a negative force and it stops us from doing the things that are right for us. And today uh, in this passage or in this series, the two-part message, I am going to focus on the negative aspect of fear, not a positive, the kind of fear that stops us from being the people that God wants us to be. And then we'll look at how that fear affects us and how we should respond to that fear. If there is a spirit of fear that is harassing you between this week and next week, we trust God that you will walk free from that spirit of fear and walk in the fullness of what God has given to you. My main text would be from 2 Timothy chapter 1 verses 3 to 7. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verses 3 to 7. Verse number 7. 
And this is Paul writing to the young Timothy, his protege. And this is what the passage says. I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience as my forefathers did. As without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day. Greatly desiring to see you. Being mindful of your tears that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Timothy, to whom the message is directly addressed, was a man of a very young man in the days of this writing. He was a protege of the Apostle Paul. He served under Paul. He learned from Paul. Timothy was in the church of Ephesus. And in the New Testament era, in the days of the early church, the church of Ephesus was considered the largest church at that time. It was thought that the church of Ephesus had over 10,000 members uh, in its congregation. That's a very large church for those days. Very, very large. And the pastor of the church of Ephesus was Timothy. And Timothy was a very young man uh, given a very big responsibility. Timothy had a lot of issues. And if you note how Paul relates to Timothy, he was always encouraging Timothy. Because he had a lot of insecurities, uh, although he had this huge responsibility. And he was always being encouraged to rise to the assignment uh, that God has given to him. So, in this passage, Paul is writing to Timothy and, and encouraging him again. And then he talks about what God has not given us and then what God has given us. It says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. This week, today, I'll be focusing on what he has not given us. And next week, I'll focus on what God has given us. Uh, the spirit of power, love, and sound mind. But he says God has not given us the spirit of fear. So let's look at the word that uh, is, uh, is used there, the word fear. The word fear in that passage is a very interesting word. It's uh, in the Greek is delia. And delia occurs only once in the New Testament. Only once. And this is the only time that word is used. And other times fear is used. It could be uh, phobos or some other uh, Greek word. But delia is used only once in the New Testament. And it's in this instance. Uh, in most of our translations, it is presented as fear. 
but uh, that word also has the idea of cowardice and timidity. So when, when you read that passage, it should be, God has not given us a spirit of cowardice and timidity, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. The fear here is timidity. Paul calls that spirit or that uh, fear, timidity, a spirit. So he calls it a spirit of timidity, a spirit of fear. When something is described as a spirit, it means that it possesses you and takes full control over you. It is a mindset. It is an unreasonable feeling that comes over you to control you. A spirit of fear can make you see what is not there. Can make you fear what you shouldn't fear. The spirit of fear manifests in many ways. But I'm going to focus on three ways in which the spirit of fear manifests. The first way the spirit of fear in this passage manifests is a sense of inferiority. It's a sense of inferiority, feeling that you are not good enough. When this spirit takes hold of you, you look down at yourself, you belittle yourself, and you feel small about yourself. The spirit of inferiority. When a person has a spirit of inferiority, they cannot do anything superior. They look so small that they can't do anything big. When a person has a spirit of inferiority, they will choose to fight over a small thing but never take on the big things. Go to the marketplace and listen to the things people fight over and the things that people argue over. You can find, sometimes we've read in the newspaper that somebody has killed somebody over five cities. Somebody has killed somebody over chicken. Now why would somebody uh, do that? Because when you have a sense of inferiority, the little things become more important to you than the big things. You don't fight the big battles, you fight the small battles. The spirit of inferiority is a manifestation of the spirit of fear. Then the second way it manifests is a sense of inadequacy. A sense of inadequacy. It's a sense that tells you, you are not capable. When this spirit takes hold of you, you feel weak. In the, same, in the face of any task that is given you. It makes you always pass over responsibility. When you are asked to do something, you say, oh, I can't do it. I don't think. Let somebody else do it. Let somebody else read it. Let somebody else say it. Let somebody else do it. It is a sense of inadequacy. It's a sense that I am not capable. So, spirit of fear manifests in inferiority. Second, I'm not kept inadequacy. Third manifestation of the spirit of fear is a sense of inaction. Feeling like not doing anything. You just feel like you don't have an option in the situation. You feel like there's no way out. You look on whilst things happen and you do nothing about them. The spirit of fear Manifest in inferiority, inadequacy, inaction. God has not given us the spirit of fear. It's not from God. 
for you to feel inferior about yourself, for you to feel inadequate, and for you to be in a state of inaction where you do nothing about a situation. That is not from God. Now these manifestations of the spirit of fear, they, they happen to all of us. They happen to all of us. Myself included, and yourself too, I suppose, included. But it happens in various degrees of intensity. For some people, the spirit of fear is so strong that nothing good happens in their lives. For some, it is not that strong, and they deal with it and struggle against it and, and overcome it. Now, what Paul is telling Timothy, that God has not given you a spirit of fear. So I suppose that he saw that Timothy was manifesting something that seems to indicate that the spirit of fear was ruling over him. So, if God has not given us a spirit of fear, where does the spirit of fear come from? Where do we get this sense that you are inferior, you are inadequate, and you can't do anything about the situation? You feel small about it. You feel incapable. You feel there's no way out for you. Where does it come from if it doesn't come from God? Well, I'm going to talk about four areas that produce the spirit of fear. The first is the presence of our handicaps. The presence of our handicaps. A handicap is a condition that restricts your ability to function. It's a condition that restricts your ability to function. It can be physical, it can be mental, it can be social. Each one of us knows of our handicap. For some people, their handicap is a physical ailment. Is it is a sickness? And if you look at Timothy, to whom Paul is addressing uh, this, he had a handicap there. In First Timothy chapter five, verse twenty-three, Paul talks about Timothy having frequent infirmities. Frequent infirmities. So this guy, uh, in in our modern days, will say that he is a sickly person. He's constantly sick, constantly sick. Uh, and one moment he has this ailment, and the next moment he has a little ailment. And it seemed as if the Timothy's ailment was with his stomach. So probably he had a stomach ulcer, and, and probably he's prayed about it over and over and over and over, and the thing bothers him. And so this infirmity has become a, a handicap. For some people, it may be that they have a handicap in some area or the other. For some people, their handicap is lack of education. They didn't go to school that far, or they went to school but didn't learn much, which amounts to the same. For some people, their handicap is their age. You feel you're too old or too young. For some people, their handicap is a financial condition. They are broke. They don't have money. Or for some people, their handicap is a marital status. And depending on the social group you come from, uh, if you're not married, uh, you may feel handicapped. Uh, if you're married and your marriage is a hell, you may feel handicapped. Uh, whatever it is. So each one of us deals with one handicap or the other. Something that is not correct in your life. And that thing that is not correct in your life can impose on you a spirit of inferiority. 
you feel little, you feel unable, you feel you can't do much because probably I have a problem with my leg, I have a problem with my hand, I have a, a problem with my body, I have a physical ailment, I have an infirmity, I don't want people to hear about, you know, sometimes people have a handicap that only they themselves know, but they think everybody knows about it.